0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML.
1: Hamilton and area hospital staff are joining a province-wide workplace action for respect today. If you go into one of Hamilton's fine hospitals, uh, you will see uh, some of the staff wearing stickers that say Together for Respect. And it's all uh, part of a solidarity movement to try to get the government to move and the hospitals, I guess, to move about contract negotiations, Michael Hurley is the president of the Ontario Council of Hospital Unions, and he joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Thank this is a when when it's to get three unions together to to work together on a project like this is is rather unusual.
0: Yes, I mean uh, unfortunately uh, you know there's not a there's not a lot of that going on, but um, these uh, three unions, QPSEIU and Unifor, uh, have formed a Common front, a coalition, and we're working really well together, pooling our resources with a common cause and uh, and people feel feel very positive and optimistic
1: yeah. You know, we have talked at great length on this program, and as a matter of fact, I think there's been a a provincial discussion about uh, health care and the state of hospitals, primary care facilities, as it were, here in this province. And and I think we know a lot of that stuff has been chronicled right now. We know that wait times are long. We know that there are backups in ER. We know that there aren't enough hospital beds. and, And those things are all major concerns as we head towards an election this spring. But we don't often talk about the impact that all of those things that we're talking about uh, as, as concerns have on the staff. And and I think that's really the thrust of what you're attempting to bring to the public's attention here, isn't it?
0: Yes, I mean, the workloads are crushing, and uh, the staff are, as you well know, you've hosted it on your show, beset by problems of violence. and uh, You know, uh, people are, are, are working in a very stressful environment. And the last thing that we all want to be doing is having to... Uh, you know, assert ourselves, but the, the reality is that we face a, a, a tremendous number of serious concessions in bargaining, and we haven't been able to get the hospitals to to move on an issue of violence, and we haven't been able to get them to move to extend the same uh, deal they reached voluntarily with a large group of hospital employees to the rest of its staff. So, yeah, that's why we're, we're pushing today, and we'll be again next week and following that until we get a resolve. Yeah.
1: Michael, I want to pair those apart if I could for a couple of seconds. We're going to get to the wages thing in just a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. but but the workplace violence uh, issue is something that that I think we can identify with. I mean, it's a problem in long term care facilities, and we tend to forget about what happens in hospitals. Uh, but it's very very prevalent there, simply because of the fact that there are not of people in hospitals that really should be in long term care facilities, but there's no room, so that burden falls onto hospital staff.
0: Yes, I mean we we did a survey, as you know, and found that. Uh, you know, 68% of our members have been physically assaulted at least once in the last uh, 12 months, the people who are working directly with patients. And about 40-some percent have been sexually assaulted or sexually harassed uh, by patients or family members. So we do have a very serious problem, and it's a problem, as you know, that's made worse by the fact that because Ontario has uh, the lowest number of hospital beds uh, to population, there's tremendous competition really to get a bed, and there's there there are real access problems because of underfunding, and as a result, uh, you know in a, in an atmosphere where people are dealing with very serious concerns about the health conditions of their loved ones, tempers fray, and uh, you know uh, alcohol and drugs can be involved and. You know, all of these things are a bit of a, a bit of a brew that creates an environment where staff are, unfortunately, uh, routinely uh, victimized physically, sexually, verbally.
1: All right, so there are two parts to that concern. One is, uh, are there sufficient support mechanisms in place if something does happen that, that the staff member who has been affected by that kind of violence uh, has a, a comfort level that they can go to staff or go to their supervisors and talk about this and get some help?
0: Well, uh, definitely, and unfortunately, what, you know, people report, uh, some 40 some percent in our survey reported that they're afraid to report violence because the natural outcome is that they're, uh, blamed for it. They must have done something wrong. And, uh, in fact, um, real support for people who are victims of violence, either income support, we've had, I think, people on your show who've, uh, beaten up so badly in Guelph, for example, never able to work again. And you know, I mean, uh, you know, no access really to to counseling, uh, pr- uh, problems with uh, income going forward, um, you know, and and really not supported. Uh, you know, by their supervisors or by the management. So that that is a huge problem, the lack of support that exists for people who suffer violence in the course of their work. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.